thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. everybody hello uh welcome back to another great episode yes brewview podcast that's right you're brad i am as always you are my andrew i am yours and yours alone solo part you're, you're my beautiful boy <laughs> uh noise 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 relevant uh so how is everything uh everything is everything's all right i feel like i'm uh coming down with a bit of a cold you sound a little uh, stuffy yeah nothing a couple beers can't handle yeah oh i sent you a picture of uh the temp outside i yes today, or yeah. the other day yeah that uh, looks uh cold too yes brutes oh so well, we talked about it on last week's pod or this week's podcast on Spanavoid, uh, mm-hmm. how it dropped, like literally went. Well, I told, I think I told you last week we had a flash freeze situation. Yes. Yeah, that's what, insane. Where it went from like thirty couple degrees down to single digits within seven or eight hours, and um, like all the slushy snow mixy stuff just went from, you know, oh this is gross to walk through to. <laughs> 
this is very hard and I may break my back if I walk on it. Yeah. I think. So jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But not complaining. Uh you you can. I'd give I'd uh yeah, I'd lend an ear to that because no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not sympathize. On this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can we can plan it plenty on our other podcast. Excellent. Yeah. I look forward to it. That's becoming yeah. kind of my my Tuesday thing. I, I haven't told you this yet, but that's uh, on. I typically listen to you guys on uh, Tuesday afternoons while I'm at work, doing uh, the tip out at my local coffee shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Takes about three hours, so uh, <laughs> so at this point, now that you guys have kind of shed some of that excess weight, um, I need to find something else to do with with an extra hour. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's nice. I like it. Um, it's horrible. We've talked about it on Mavs, but where the fuck did the banks put their little coin counting machines? Because apparently they don't have them anymore. Well, yeah, no, you actually, you guys did talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And um, they do have them at what the uh, M and T Bank. I don't know if you have. Yeah, you. Well, you probably may have heard of them. I well, the, know. I know the Ravens Stadium is called M and T Bank Stadium. Oh. Uh, so maybe it's a local thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, my son has a bank account where we take all his, all, all my loose change, which is <laughs> his loose change, and um, and we change it in every once in a while, which nice. is fun. Oh yeah, and it it's got like a. One of those sifter things. Yeah. And it's just pretty fun. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I love I, I love saving change. Um, it's a great move. I don't know what people do with it otherwise. No. I guess toss it in tip jars or... Well, yeah. and piss off or people at when homeless you walk people. into the store. Yeah. I've, <laughs> like, I, I do that occasionally. Like, if I know, like, I'm buying, like, a soda or a sandwich or something, you know, like, three or four bucks you know and i have like one or two ones and then the rest is changed i'm like should i get rid of some of this uh and then like as i'm counting it out i'm like sorry 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 as i'm laying down the the coins yeah hey uh this is my bad um but i got this for you (laughs) just drop it on (laughs) drop a bunch of coins on the conveyor belt but it's not as bad as the people that aren't prepared for it, and then, then they have to open the, either their pocketbook or their purse or their uh, coin pouch or whatever they in like to count out the exact change. Yeah, like yeah, not good. But yeah, so I have to I have to like hand roll a bunch of change, like probably like two hundred dollars worth of coins every week. So to maintain my sanity, I uh, I listen to you guys on Span the Void. Nice, 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 nice. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm glad we can get you through the monotony. Yeah. Uh, I know that, yeah, it's a weird thing. When I listen, uh, yeah, I listen, I, I always listen to your podcast the day that we're recording. Yeah. Like, just so I know, like I'm up to date. I know, and yeah, stay. Yeah. And if if we skip a week, I'm always two weeks behind the next time we record. I seriously, it always that's funny. That nice, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, well, beard sometimes comes up on the other podcast. But uh, while we're doing this podcast, I guess we should talk about some some brewskis. Let us, let us the brewskis and the viewskis. 
Yes. Uh, let me look at what you... Uh, let's talk about yours first. Sure. I'm enjoying a Phoenix from Miel Brewery across the street from me. Uh, oh, what? Uh, sorry, it is a uh, red ale, um, but I believe it's made... Um, I think it's like, a, yeah, so it's called a West Coast Red Ale. Um, and uh, it's kind of, it's a little sweet with like a little bit of a hop characteristic. I guess that's where the West Coast comes in is there's, there's a little bit of a hoppy finish. But it's sweet. It's the right amount of malty because I don't, I don't like beers that are too malty. Um, mm-hmm. And it's good. Um, the other thing uh, is that it was uh, Miel collaborated with uh, local veterans to uh, make that this beer. Cool. Yeah. And so uh, per- a percentage of all the purchases um, go towards uh, said veterans. So um, good beer doing good, I guess, is what that would oh. fall into. Um and yeah, it's a nice copper color, uh, and it's a it's a solid beer. I gave it a three two five on Untapped. I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah. My first interaction was uh, with a red ale was Killian's. What? Yeah, sure. Killian's. Yeah, Killian's red Irish ale, right? red. And that like at fir- the first time I had that, I was like, oh my god, this could be. You could drink this. Mm. Like this is awesome. And this is way back, you know, in the nineties. Um. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. The, Sorry, uh. it, but but since then it's I've been you know any like pretty much any ale mm-hmm. like I'm just not into uh, depending on how it's you know if it's like specifically an ale but this this is a six point five ABV yeah so um, maybe I'd be a little bit more oh look it's a throwback yeah. to the hoppy West Coast style of the nineties yeah so. when I when I uh, laughed I was yeah. I just read the same thing. So yeah, fits well, the timeline. All fits. Right, yeah, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I bet you would. Um, it'd probably be more approachable than than a lot of the hoppy stuff you're drinking. But uh, I think you'd enjoy it. Nice, because it's just it's really well balanced. Like it starts out a little sweet, but it's not too sweet or too. I don't know. It's not too anything. Everything's pretty nice. Very good. Yeah. Very very good. Um, so, um, my beer is a, uh, I've told you before on the podcast that, uh, that Trogues does a lot of scratch beers. Yes. They'll do runs of them and stuff. And this, that's what I'm having tonight is a scratch chalk, cherry chocolate stout. Ooh, that sounds really good. (laughs) Uh, and when you talk about malty and sweet, this is malty and sweet. Um, Mm. and it, it's one of those things where. Um, you know how I've talked before about like, I, I will give a Guinness a, a 10 or a five or, you know, whatever the highest grade is because mm-hmm. they've actually perfected a mass, mass produced stouts or, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, like they've perfected it. They made it the best they could ever make it because they couldn't do too much different and make, you know, and please everybody. Right. And this is one of those things where it's a, um. 
not a novelty beer at all because it's there there's a call for this beer but it's not a like it's not a big call for it it's like um you know this is a wintertime beer it's mm-hmm. a stout and it's cherry it's, you know it's got this it feels like whenever you know you're sitting around in your uh, around the the fire and you have to drink a mead or something like that just either to numb the pain or or and get calories in you you yeah. know what i mean but this is like the best version of that Nice. And, you know, this isn't something I'm going to go out and get automatically, but, like, it's a really smooth um, – It's there's a little bit of tart to it, but it's also just – it uh, it it has, like, the, the aromas at the front are great, and the finish is really satisfying. And overall, it's a very good scratch beer. I mean, it's – or even you know whatever it is a cherry chocolate stout or whatever yeah um yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with this beer nice um i gave it a four two five just because it's not uh you know i don't think this would be you know i don't think it's like the perfect stout because uh hey you know it's it's just not, but it they did a really good job. And I, it, it's like it's something that I would go to if it was available, and I had like if if I knew so, like a beer trigger was coming over, I would get a six pack of this and say, hey, have one of these. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a a little flex, like hey, check out this beer I got. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, is it? Nice. Like, Ooh, not bad. So yeah, you know what? Um, not too shabby. Not too bad. And uh, my um my my picture in this was mm-hmm. an homage to one of the movies we're going to talk about a little bit tonight sure excellent uh with a little bit of shape behind <laughs> the beers i get so it now I it's it. i'm framing a shot nice so trying to mix in the movies and the beers and all that stuff so i am a fan i like it um um uh, before we get too far, yes, I wanted to say thank you for the end song last week. It was a very oh, big surprise. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people probably have heard that song. I know I've heard that song a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, very, very good. And nice. I'm not going to tell you guys. You need to go download it, listen to it the whole way through the episode. And that'll make sure it uh, gets onto our, our numbers. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's very good. And there was that little uh, record scratch at the end. I don't know what that was about, but yeah, I just, I couldn't find a good place to stop it. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just cut it off. You just, just jumped into my bag of sound effects. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, on, on Matt or yeah, on Mavs this week, you were talking mm-hmm. about the, the, the lady, the tip monger. I'm going to mm-hmm. call her. Yeah. That, right. So, I know this person. Yeah. All right. And they're always worried about tips. They're always and, and what it is, it is an indictment against you on her behalf. It's it's like she doesn't trust you to divvy up everything. Because it, it really is. Like that that was a horseshit move she did. Yeah. Because would, to she, make sure that she, she got her taste. Absolutely. That's how I felt. And, yeah. And you should have actually confronted her and said and said, Hey, listen. I was going to put them in. Yeah. I understand why you wanted to put them in, but like, let from now on out, let's let just from now on out, you and I, 
we're good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip you off. Yeah. And that's gonna put her back a little bit. And that should put her off because like that is kind that's a shitty move. And I guess maybe you could explain it to uh yeah. So I was working a like satellite bar on uh Saturday, uh just giving away beers. Which and, is a super cool thing too. Yeah, yeah. Like Su- super for your cool your, move. Your, your um for the, for the, the brewery, brewery yeah. That's really yeah, because we shut down pretty last minute, didn't have time to, like, we put it on social media, but we didn't have time to just, like, I don't know, it didn't get the looks that we wanted. Um, so we just set up a jockey box, a little satellite brew, or satellite bar, and we were giving away beers because people are showing up. And um, I think I mentioned this on uh, Mavs as well, but, like, um, people will get in their Uber, they get out, and they walk up, and the Uber is gone. And they just spent $8 to get there. And they have to go somewhere else. Um, so we were giving away beers. And um, it was a lot of fun. People were tipping. Uh, everyone was really nice. It was kind of... Uh, it was fun. Not kind of. It was It was a good time. It was a good... I had a good day at work. Um, and so people were tipping. And I was... I had two steins full of uh, cash money. And... I had them behind the line, and as I'm breaking down the satellite bar, uh, my coworker comes in behind me. My coworker, who wasn't outside working, um, she was working the event inside that we were closed for, um, took it upon herself to grab the steins of tips and start um, diving them into the uh, the collective pool, which I was going to do anyways. And and the other part of bullshit that is is she didn't offer to help you clean up. No, yeah, did not offer to clean up. Like that's And my my impression, my understanding was those tips weren't mine. Those tips were for all of us. I um both of the girls who were in the private party offered to relieve me and I said, "No, it's okay. I got it." Um and at no point was it discussed that, because if it if it was like okay, whoever's out here, you keep your you you just take home what you make today. Um, then we would have rotated. Yeah, of course. Um, so I never felt that I was entitled to. I was the sole. Um, you know, those tips were for me and me alone. Oh, that's you know that I, that's an untrustworthy person because like you know how a thief knows a thief. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that person. Like I wouldn't. Just yeah, just the fact that she was so worried about her cut of the tips. Yeah, yeah. it's just and not even worried about you mm-hmm. and helping you out and like you know let's all, we're all in this together. No, it's all about the money and like mm-hmm. yeah. fuck off. And it sucks because I I mean I I did feel slighted by it. So I'm yeah. I'm glad that when I share my story, some you guys have been like, yeah, that's 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 a dick move. So that is super dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like she's one of um one of the only people I really like see outside of work. So I don't really feel like it was necessarily like given our circumstance and history, I don't necessarily see it as an indictment on me, but I understand how like I understand where you're coming from when you say that, where it's just like, Well, I gotta get well, these in here. Yeah. Because they're for but, everyone. What's more is she didn't offer to help you clean up. Yeah. And like she just came out there for the money. 
like she's worried that you're going to walk off with the money. Yeah. What the or fuck or at at the very least, just worried about oh, let's get it, get our tips organized because that's all I really care about. Not really yeah. helping out your the people yeah. that are working with you. So fuck yeah. off. And obviously, we it's a tip based income. Of course, we're all worried about the tips, but um, we're we're also a small staff of six people, and we're all pretty close to each other. Um, yeah, and we all get along really well. So I don't know why that needs to be your number one priority. You know, they're they're gonna make it to you. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Silly, silly. And that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, to piggyback on your beer, uh, mm-hmm. one of, I think, um, you saying you'd, you'd kind of uh, like have it around for a beer drinker reminded me um, my buddy So was in town once, um, and he picked up a four-pack of a sour cherry stout okay. uh, from Urban South, and we were both like blown away. So good, oh, yeah, nice. Some it's cherry stouts. Maybe they're because I don't see them a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, you mix the bitter and sweet, and, mm-hmm. or you know, even the tart and sweet, or tart and bitter, or what well, you know, whatever it is. It's the um, they work together. It's kind of like a what, like a chocolate covered cherry or something like that. Yeah. You know, I guess they're kind of there's a lot of syrup in that, but um, yeah, like the yeah, that's cordial. what it reminds me of. Yeah, about the syrup. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, it's about in on the beer front for me. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty much. I uh, did have the new nugget nugget nectar from uh, from Trogues. Noise. Uh, which yeah, that's a seasonal release, which is their their IPA, and you know it's just full of obviously hops. I've I reviewed it a couple times here on the podcast. I think their yes. annual release, um, and it's always good, always good. Um, um, I'm really starting to get disappointed. Like when I go and buy a case, like all I want is to get a. Uh, <laughs> I want pounders. That's what I want. Yeah. You know. It just feels like it lasts longer. Um, but. You feel like you've made something of yourself and of yeah. your night. So, pounders. Yes. Yeah. I've made uh, an alcoholic of myself. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, oh, God will. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, yes. So, um, I guess with that, uh, we can shift gears. We can, uh, sip our beers and shift gears to the, uh, view portion nice, of the nice, pod. Nice. Um, so you assigned me a movie. Uh, um, it is a much talked about, uh, much praised little flick. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, before you even review it, yes. this is what I've heard. Okay, and this is this is my expectations from it. Okay, so like I I've heard that it's like the odds-on favorite now for Oscar, uh, an Oscar winner. I've heard that like it does take a while to get going, but if you get I like verbatim, if you get to the forty-five minute point, then it uh, everything changes. Like uh, someone was saying, 
like they were almost asleep and almost ready to turn it off through 30 minutes, but they got to the 45 minute mark and then all of a sudden it was great. Really? Um, I've heard that this is his, his, uh, life growing up in Mexico. This is like his representation of it. And, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of long takes in it. So, yeah. Um, I'm in, I'm very interested to see it cause I am going to watch it because it's up for an Oscar. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised that it's the favorite. Um, but man, I, I don't know who told you that 45 minute mark thing, but I was, I was as checked out as you could actively as you could be while actively watching a movie. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I heard I, like every shot is well, Anderson, I think, said it like every shot is like at least eight seconds long. Yeah, it's a lot Which, of either think like, about it. Like there's, that's so long. Yeah. In, in, in movie time. It's so yeah. long. A um, lot of static shots, a lot of just slow panning shots um we talked about last week uh with children of men um the the storytelling that goes on in the background um there's i feel like most of this <laughs> a lot of this movie there's no foreground um so this was and and i always describe children of men as a, as a challenging movie to watch um and for a good reason. For yeah, like it challenges you as a viewer. Um, this I just found challenging to get through. Right. Um, yeah. This is like a the people who praise Roma that I've seen. It's just gatekeeping at its finest. You don't you don't know what real film real real filmmaking is if you don't like this movie. You why don't you just go watch whatever blockbuster. You know, if you're bored, um, you just can't understand it. Um, you don't appreciate the art of filmmaking. No. It, at the end of the day, it's an art form, but it's entertainment. If you're not yeah. entertained, that's, I don't think that that's a, necessarily a knock on you. Um, Are you not entertained? I was not entertained. Uh, the best... Um, so the, so I actually pulled this um and and I'm I'm right in line with this person um an IMDb user <laughs> named I like IMDb <laughs> <laughs> said uh stunning cinematography mixed with pathos and a boring storyline hmm. um so it was good shots oh it was be great. it was beautiful um right. but you know Wes Anderson movies are beautiful too and I don't think they're very good um well i think that i mean in i'm sorry to interrupt um but i think that's one of the things we liked about um what do you call it uh a girl walks home at night and i think yeah. i brought that up last week like yeah the story was kind of but it was but it wasn't it was just that it was shot well it was that it was very stylish and sleek and you know it had oh, that yeah new, i got you it right. had that yeah. new wave soundtrack this just like the shots were set up very nicely yeah. um so I like IMDb says for the most part watching Roma was about as interesting as watching paint dry, but not just any paint, the most perfect, precious, beautifully applied paint <laughs> imaginable and not just paint in any room, but a room designed to be the best room with the best lighting and the best layout. And Oh, 
This was paint drying under high humidity conditions, so you needed to watch the paint dry in a single, long flowing take to appreciate the reflective nuances of the paint in all its evolving glory. Wow. And often from unusually low angles of perspective, since that yields special visual treats. Best director, best cinematography, best paint job. Ultimately, not engaging. Wow, that's a really good review. It's phenomenal. Uh, like I think that that is the best way to describe this movie. Is this um, has phenomenal cinematography, um, and is just utterly boring. Yeah, uh, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, that stinks. Yeah, we should try to get uh, I like IMDb on the podcast. Yeah, I I mean it's a pretty succinct succinct. Um, it, it both rewarding and damning uh review no that's that's really good because like as soon as you start with uh like or it's like watching paint dry, i was like okay here we go yeah and then then you build on it and make it work like yeah it. yeah it wasn't it wasn't i mean obviously it was hyperbolic but it wasn't just like uh i don't know it wasn't as dismiss dismiss dismissive as it sounds yeah yeah, but um, uh, well, yeah. I don't what know. did you, What did you give it? Uh, I gave it a five. Really? Yeah. I uh, honest to be honest with you, I wanted to give it lower because it's at eight point one, and I like. Uh, oh, you want to break that down? I wanted bit. to be a dick about it. Yeah. Um, but no. Well, you should be one of those users that only has one. Oh yeah, on. yeah. It's this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, hmm. That distinction goes to, uh, I forget what it's called, but the second movie in the Resident Evil franchise. I think yeah. that's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, <laughs> I didn't want it. I was tempted to be that person uh, just because I'm like 8.1. This is so high. Like this movie is, I don't know. Much ado about lo- nothing, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I didn't want to be the person who, you know, gives these movies with redeemable qualities. And this is more than redeemable qualities. The cinematography is phenomenal, for sure. No question. I would not take that away from it. Um, but unbelievably, like, unengaging. Like, this was a slog to get through. And I, yeah. I don't know if I said it on the podcast yet, but I know I told you I uh, I had to restart it once because I like my eyes were glazed over in the first half, first half an hour. And I was like, oh, shit, <clears throat> I just started over. Yeah. Um, oh, did you really? And I yeah. So <laughs> so I started I'm like, I'm I'm no question. I missed something. I'm just going to start it over. So I started over and I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Well, look, if you're a uh, fan of movies and you want to um, stay current, uh, then, of course, like this is worth checking out, especially you don't have to leave well, the house. You don't have that, to spend. That's, that's the big thing. Fifteen it's, bucks. I mean, it's, yeah. It's a Netflix movie that's yeah. nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and for sure. We're getting more and more of those, you know, with Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this really came out of nowhere, like literally in the last two weeks. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and like. And that's one thing 
that is weird because there was a recent update and Anderson re- kind of alluded to this on uh, the uh, after disaster, mm-hmm. how they're really going after the Spanish market or, or the Spanish speaking mm-hmm. market. And <clears throat> uh, really, they now on in Netflix, and I'm not like I'm not saying this is such bullshit, you know, build that wall and stuff, but um, <laughs> build that it, digital wall. But they all are like there is, uh, there, there's an option on the app, like you know, for like all the Spanish speaking movies, or you know, switch it over if you want to switch the whole app over to Spanish type thing. Um, And like, this is like the perfect inroad for them to do that. And I don't blame them because, you know, every day our country is getting a little bit more Latino Mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of people don't like that, but I'm, (laughs) I'm fine with it. Like I don't think they could voice to you a, re- a reason why they don't like it, other than they're well. I'm supposed to not. This is America, goddamn it. Yeah. Um, okay, but like you know <laughs> what I mean. Like there is a there's an untapped market. Yeah, for yeah, that absolutely. and and I think they're 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 like, hey, let's do this, and this is a perfect vehicle into doing that. Doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, it just. Uh, it's just weird how crazy it's gone here for the last, like literally, the last two weeks. How it's blown up. Yeah, this movie exploded. Um, yeah. Which, so, so fine. still for you, Netflix, not not a very good run for original programming. No, their TV is um, their TV is what they've got going for them. Like their yeah. their movies are. Very few and far between. And, and uh, you know, I haven't watched all of them. Um, but even ones that grabbed me, not not even close, like, percentage-wise, of ones that I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. When I watch it, it's ultimately, like, super middling. Um, but at the same time, for ten ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, starting soon... Yeah, uh, which is a pretty. I mean, for as much as I watch Netflix, and honestly, I don't even pay for it. Right. Uh, <laughs> are you um, on, are you on the dark web? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, you're. Yeah, I you know, it's if you watch like one movie a month, then maybe get rid not. of it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need it because you can yeah. you can rent a movie on Amazon Prime for like four bucks. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I literally watch, you know, ten, ten to twelve movies a month, at least on that. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I—I I would say I watch four to eight, at yeah. least, um, yeah. movies. And plus, and, and, that's, and then all OT the- watches like um, Jill binge watch shows on there. We'll watch shows together, um, but yeah, just movies alone. Doing that versus like going to the theater, it's incredibly cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, I started watching yesterday. Uh, I had like 20 minutes to myself, and I was like, and I heard an interview with J.K. Simmons, and he was talking a little bit about uh, 
uh, Whiplash. So I, I watched the nice. first like 15 minutes of uh, Whiplash. God yeah. damn it, that's such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that was an aside. I was, I've been thinking about the opening shot of that movie. It starts in a hallway, mm-hmm. and then and it just slowly, and then and it goes quicker and quicker and quicker down the hallway to uh, Miles Teller playing the drums. Yeah. And just and and then. You don't even realize it. You think you're focusing on him, but then it turn like as soon as it gets away from him and turns around, there's J.K. Simmons standing, and you realize that that camera shot was, yeah, you're he, he that's you're you're in J.K. Simmons' his eyes. his POV, yeah, yeah. As soon as he starts playing, you like start to go closer and closer towards Miles mm-hmm. Teller, and it's just it's such a fucking good movie yeah oh. well they the opening um shot in roma is fucking uh it's phenomenal so good. oh yeah but it's also five minutes long uh well so, it's kind of like uh 31 uh no because it's static <laughs> it's no. just a static shot well I, I 31 has a static shot at the beginning yeah but there's dialogue yeah, there's stuff happening yeah. this is this is just um well, it, I mean, you'll see it. It's it's really good. Um, but then, you know, three minutes pass, and you're like, is this almost over? Uh, and yeah, then another, did I hit pause? Yeah, and then another two minutes pass, and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways. you saw me a movie? Yes. Uh, speaking of Amazon, uh, A Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. From 2018, starring uh, Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet, uh, uh, Mara Mara Turney, and uh, Amy Ryan, who I really like. She's very good. Like anything she's in, like it's it's probably hard to picture her face, but uh-huh. like as soon as you see who she is, like you're like, oh yeah, you're you're in good hands. Oh yeah. Uh, director, directed by Felix van Rooyenen, uh, and written by Luke Davies and David Chef and Nick Chef. So, uh, this is a true story, which I did not know going in, about a Rolling Stones uh, writer uh, who had interviewed like uh, he, like he was the last person ever to interview John Lennon. Um, and like he's significant, uh, uh, David Chef, uh, writer, and his battle with uh, uh, addiction through his son, who is played, uh, David Chef played by Steve Carell, and his son is played by Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we talked about a little bit last week about how. You know, Steve Carell has the big doe eyes, you know, the, uh, uh, the sad sack look. Yeah. Um, there's so many, like, cliches in this movie between, uh, uh, you know, uh, the addict, uh, you know, the come back and, you know, looking for help. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, like, ultimately falling off the, uh, you know... Uh, you know the wagon going yeah. yeah going back to his old ways and just you know and um you know the dad trying to help him out you know pulling on heartstrings all these things it's, 
it, there's um, about a thousand cliches in this movie, and it's very. I don't want to say it's paid by the numbers, but it it uh, someone a little bit more cold harder than I would say that. <laughs> but, so me. God, it, <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, and we'll. I guess we'll make it into that. Um, I I'd love this movie so fucking much. Good. Um, it like. So there's there's the thing we've talked about before about how oh you you know a parent you want to understand, and here's a situation probably where it works because like, it you know when you the empathy thing right you put yourself in their shoes and you understand where they're going going through and i'm thinking about like what i would do if liam was in this situation mm-hmm. and steve Grell's character he or steve Grell plays it so good um you know i mean there's he doesn't do anything wrong like he does he tries to do everything right it's more it's a lot about dependency and a lot about um codependency Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you know, what happens to the family? Um, and, and, you know, some people could say, well, you're just focusing on a rich family. Like you don't know what it's like going through this in like, um, with people who don't have resources, resources to send their kids to rehab and which uh-huh. they do. Right. And yeah. yes, that's all true, but this is also a problem. So fuck off all you people who <laughs> say that. Yeah, these uh, they don't have actual problems because they can afford to send their kids to. Yeah, I mean, people, all people have problems. So yeah. just because they're not your problems doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, uh, it's 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 well done. It's it's played well in flashbacks. Um, it, it, this is like I said, it's a true story. Um, uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet got shut out of the Oscars. Uh, f- uh, for best actor, you know, best supporting, best actor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he, in my mind, he deserved to be in it because he plays the attic really well. He plays Stone very well. He plays High very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really good. Um, he, uh, like this catches all the notes of the. Um, uh, I mean, because I've seen it in in some cases, uh, addicts asking for stuff, wanting stuff, and they'll they play it. They're very manipulative, right? Like they know, how, like they once they get to a certain point, like yeah. they've had to do it for so long, and they have to play the game. And this shows that very good, and. Um, it also shows the pain which a fam- what what families go through when all this happens um, right. and it, it's absolutely worth a watch it's fucking depressing as hell <laughs> um, there's not a lot of laughs in it there's a few smiles um, mm-hmm. it but in it just I was able to put myself in his shoes and understand it and and feel his pain. And also, I was able to sit in the kids' shoes as well and be like, "Hey, come on, help me out a little bit." And I'm just like, uh, "It's it's just really well done." Now, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. it it's worth definitely worth a watch. Um, 
and and good. Like I like I want Steve like don't do more any more of these. All right, sad sack dad. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because like dads. I'm done with you. Between flags of our fathers and uh, and this, but overall, really good. Yeah, get over it, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave it an eight. So, right on. Awesome. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. It's tough for me to sit down and watch a movie that I know is depressing. Well, I don't know why, because I- like one of the one of the earmarks, and and on your scale which I think is a great scale. If it makes you feel something, it's doing its job. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I just, I like, if a movie's depressing and I don't know, that's fine. But if I know something sad, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't go for it. Um, um, yeah, I, I would say this is one of those movies where um, you're, you'll buy in within... The first couple, yeah, I I I I do think you'd like this. Yeah, so. I mean, I I don't know, I I don't necessarily it, it, think like I wouldn't like movies that are sad. I just don't. Uh... Yeah. Well, here here's the deal, right? So this is like a a tamed down version of like Requiem for a Dream. Like, if you want to get the whole broke down version of what it's Ugh. like to be an addict, yeah, go for Requiem for a Dream. If you want to see what happens fun. to the family around him. And watch this. This yeah. is like the, you know, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't cry. Didn't cry. Oh. But I also wanted to go and hug my son afterwards. That's yeah. that's what it, it did make me feel. It absolutely did. It was like, like I, the way he loved his son was, I think the best part of this movie. He like, um. I could, I appreciated it so much. You like, and that's what he was, um, portray, what he portrayed the best was mm-hmm. how much he loved his son. There was nothing he wouldn't be willing to do. Like there was a point where he was like, he knew exactly what his son was addicted to, mm-hmm. and he went and bought it off the street just to see, and tried it just to see what his son was going through and what the euphoria was to make. Sh- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to get a, a sense of what his son was leaving him for. And that, oh, that's a heartbreaking, yeah. you know? Um, so it, uh, it's, it really was effective for me. Good. Can't say it would be effective for everybody. Uh, I'm sure people, people could be crush it, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, from the uh, from the sad mm-hmm. to the absurd. Yes. Let's fire it up. All right. Uh, well, so this past weekend, um, Hulu and Netflix both dropped um, documentaries about the Fire Festival. Um, let me look up what the... Uh, Oh, uh, the Hulu one that I watch is called Fire Fraud. Yes. Um, and I like the one. The, what yeah. What was the one you watched? Fire. It was just Fire. Uh, the what was it? 
the the greatest part the greatest, greatest party, party that never, never happened or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so Hulu um <laughs> did uh I love beef, so this is perfect. Uh Hulu dropped this un unexpectedly surprise drop like 3 days before uh Netflix dropped theirs. All right. Um and Netflix didn't care for that. Uh and I like that cuz I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um but uh so Fire Fraud, I haven't watched the one you watched yet, but I'm sure I'm going to get a little more in-depth look at it here. Um but Fire Fraud, it really uh focuses a lot more um instead of just the festival, the um the influence of social media and like this uh this kind of just fake influencer culture and like how much um people are susceptible to um this like fear of missing out created by um Instagram quote unquote influencers right uh, um which i really i like and i find interesting and um i don't know cuz i i use instagram i like it um i use reddit all the time um talk about it all the time so i do enjoy social media um but i also think that uh people are so susceptible to the things they see when they don't realize that the people curating these profiles are either um it's it's all surface it's all a setup they're all trying to sell you something or they're just posting their highlights from their life mm. like you know um i'm not on vacation all the time but typically when i use instagram is when i'm on vacation and i see something cool in a new place that i haven't been to before new york right. for example um so it it's just it's funny it's scary to see how susceptible people are to this um and I actually I thoroughly enjoyed watching a bunch of in entitled uh I mean millennials I guess is the easiest way to group them which I'm part of that group but uh, a bunch of entitled you know upper middle class millennials get duped out of their money um but also it's a fucking horrible thing like it's it's fraud um yeah and and I feel like that it kind of puts a little bit of a glossy paint job on it by showing us like, look, aren't these kids fucking dickheads? Like, right. isn't it funny that this happened to them? Like, yeah, right. it is. But like, um, people well, are going anybody, to jail over anybody, this most yeah. likely. But for like for anybody who doesn't know, like Firefest mm-hmm. was supposed to be this like what was called a luxury, a luxury yes. uh, music festival. Yeah, it was supposed to shift the paradigm of buzzwords for music festival experiences. Right. Yeah. So it was supposed to be, you know, you get your own villa, mm-hmm. you go enjoy the music, <laughs> get your um, own FEMA tent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I found fascinating, especially with the the um, the Netflix one, and then, like I said, I don't know, like they had so much access, so many like um, leading up to the to the actual event and after like, like literally right after, like two days after the event, 
like they were all on the conference call and it was recorded. Like all the people, like the main pair of people were like recorded on this big Skype call. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, and Ja Rule was even like, <laughs> like on this conference call and someone recorded it. And so like there was a ton of access, like ton of access. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I, okay. Yeah. It was in like, like you said, it was, it was, you know, uh, supermodels, just sending out a picture of a orange square. Yeah. And that's what got everybody into it. You know, yeah. something different, something weird. Hey, we have access to this. Can we, can I afford it? Let's do it. Um, type of thing. And it is, it's a schadenfreude for sure. Like it's, this is like the best case of it. Like you, you want to see like, uh, and like, I would hate to be at this, this, uh, mm-hmm. music festival i'd hate it like i would hate it so much because of the, the people that were there um you know uh especially some of the people they interviewed um that got ripped off feel bad for them yeah. but never want to hang out with them right you know and uh but i guess the big thing was for me was just the um the way the way, yeah, it was the social, it, it was a social, it, it's just the, um, I want to be in on this next big thing. Like, yeah. oh, I I have the means and I can get the access and I want to be there. And listen, I'm not, I'm not one to, like now I'm not for sure. Like if there's a, like a band that I really want to see. But if if it's like a little over forty five minutes away, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm good. What if we didn't? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but I could see myself like because I went. There was a thing called um, back in the late nineties. It was called the Rolling Rock Town Fair. Nice. And it was, it was a, it was probably, it wasn't Coachella. It wasn't that big, but it was big. Uh, for it, it, it made like there were some big names. I mean, no doubt, uh, Filter, Moby, like all those, like there was some big name, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like all these bands showed up, like in nice, like Western Pennsylvania, like yeah. for this huge, and it was a awesome, like day and a half type thing. It was sweet. Um, and I wanted to be there, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm in the midst of reading a uh, or listening to a 24 hour book on D Day. Uh-huh. All right, and basically it is it's dry as shit. It's dry as fuck. Wow, nerd. But it, yeah, but it <laughs> but it talks about the amount of preparation and all the stuff that went into um, going in and doing the you know the greatest invasion in in the history of the world you know uh and and like the amount of preparation and and down to the detail and like people like sacrificing their lives just on training missions to Mm -hmm. do this so i i contrast that with watching how these (laughs) guys fucking prepared for this fire festival where they set up like fema tents yeah and like it is 
it is like people say it's a shit show and you guys heard and said it was a shit show and like on the documentary they're saying it's a shit show i mean literally it was fucking a disaster <laughs> so bad yeah it's just it's amazing to see and like maybe our you know our society is going to hell yeah you know j- just based on you know those two aspects d-day compared to fire <laughs> yeah um yeah life's so good it's bad yeah type of thing um so yeah the the big thing the big knock against netflix is that the media team that was hired by billy uh what's his name billy mcfarland yep um fuck jerry was um behind uh this the uh fire documentary on netflix and, and not only that like the fire the fire app like yeah the people that were yeah that was they were yeah it was and like and i get that like yeah it, it's like i want to i want to cover my own ass yeah i think it's like, an opportunity for them to save face and make yeah. a little money but um, they i honestly watching this video like i felt terrible for these people because like I really did, and maybe yeah. they were. It was just uh, a, a a spin type thing on them, but like, no, nah, I mean it sucks, especially when you think about like people were spending fifty thousand yeah. um, dollars. Dude, like some of the guys, like some of the people, like they actually maxed out their own credit. Like he talked them into maxing out their own credit cards, right? And 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 people were coming after them. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, this guy was a scumbag. Like, yeah, he a is scumbag. And so that's the thing about the the Hulu documentary is they have access to him. Oh, do they really? Yeah, and he's interviewed, and he just he has like all the. I don't know how people fall for shit like this. Like it, it's one of those things where I don't necessarily feel bad, um, and maybe because I often feel like guilty myself. Um, because I make a lot of snap judgments and then I, but I think about it and a lot of times i f- I feel like I'm proven right and maybe I'm looking to be proven right. So I see something I'm like, there you go. This is all just me being in my own head. Um, but I make a lot of snap judgments and as soon as I saw that guy and obviously I have the context, but he's like right. jittery and like bug eyed and I'm like, I don't fucking trust this person. If this person was trying to sell me something, I'd be like, all right, man, have a good day. Um, but I, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you like watching this guy talk, you can tell that he's like, there's shit coming out of his ears. He's so full of it. Oh, well, and, and maybe so, but he also had like, and like, um, I do not like job role. I've never liked No, I mean, the only thing he did good was, uh, was that team up with, uh, Jay-Z and, what was that song? Uh, Murder Inc. Jay Z and DMX. Uh, no, but the song. No, um, there was a. Uh, oh, I can't remember for now. Jay Z, yeah. DMX, and Ja Rule were going to be like form a supergroup called Murder Inc. And then it fell well, through. Well, oh, maybe that. was... And then it became double. yeah. And then Ja Rule turned that into his like record label. Yeah. Well, like Ja Rule's the worst. He's not a good rapper at no, all. He's not. No. Um, and the lamest beef in rap history was Ja Rule and 
and 50 cent right um i don't know that uh the the things that spurred off of that i think one of the best um diss tracks of all time was uh the one jadakus put out um towards 50 cent because uh jadakus appeared on that song new york by ja rule yeah um and then 50 cent took shots at him um and so jadakus is who's one of the best of all time super underrated um his his response to 50 cent was pretty phenomenal (laughs) but like so it spawned that um yeah but yeah i don't but like between like those guys like they were they had like 15 minutes each right yeah and the two i mean ja rule had 15 minutes 50 cent he made uh you know he he changed the face of the rap game with his 15 minutes but his first album is his only good album yeah like far and away his only good album yeah i mean it's just a lame beef yeah in no no i I, but, uh, can, I can i get a oh yeah I'm with jay-z yeah. yeah that was his only in my mind anyway yeah um, uh, but oh so so he had so he had jaw rule like in his corner and he was hyping him up and mm-hmm. like the stuff they were doing like you couldn't help but like like and they got all the models down to this island. Yeah. And like doing all the stuff like and 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 trying and hyping it up. It looked awesome. Like mm-hmm. especially the promotion video and stuff. But then when it came to the actual event, it was just so bad. Um yeah, it's fascinating, man, because uh, I mean like well the one of the I mean other than Billy yeah, and some of the people, but like one of the worst person I hated in in the Netflix doc was one of the people that was suing. Oh really? Like oh, he was just so uh, the worst. Like Perfect. yeah, he spent one one and one day down there, and really it was just one day, and it sucks. Yes, if you spend a good bit of money, go down there. Yes, it, like and you get ripped off, but a five million dollar lawsuit. Yeah, and that's and he won it. Could be worse. He could be suing the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they're suing him for, though? This, it's not for damages. They're suing Loss of happiness. Because, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. They're, they're actually, there is a clause. Uh, the commissioner has the right yes. to be able to play another game. And that that's what they're trying to do, is trying to get them to restart the game at that point. With yeah. That. And, like... There's two, but there are two civil suits. That one person, one of the oh, claims yes. is like I, I've, I've lost faith in the NFL. <laughs> yes, that's that's stupid. Uh, it's so funny though. Um, yeah, I don't know, but the more time I'm, I mean, I, as a Saints fan, the more time that that passes, I think it's like it's like the airs of air, like the stages of grieving on a much smaller yeah. scale. But at first, I was like, well, what the fuck can you do? Now I'm kind of just like. This is bullshit. Like, hmm. <laughs> this is so stupid. You, so we had you went to acceptance first, and then back to uh, I guess denial. Just <laughs> like, uh, eh, whatever. Like, because I do. I I mean, I I've said this numerous times. Is I you have three hours to get into the end zone. Like, no game comes down to oh, one yeah. play. But I 
and also it might just be being around it and and um <laughs> just having people hype me into it but i mean if there was an argument that there's there there is that one play that could have been it yeah well i would have all the saints fans revert back to the steelers saints game where they blatantly got away with two pass interference calls yeah oh i they mean benefited yeah so they've Dave, and um, there was that also that playoff game where the Saints played the Vikings and they kept going after the head of uh, Brett Favre, who is an unlikable character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no he, doubt. He also will have brain damage because of that game, because there was some kind of bounty system. Yeah. Based on. But so. that I, I mean, from there, I could revert to um, Sean Payton was punished not for what he did, but for getting caught and yeah. the, the claim that everyone does it. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like, all there's, there's, there were so many missed calls. But if you're saying you care about player safety, and that was helmet to helmet contact, like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I really, I love that team, and I really feel bad for those guys, not the fans. Yeah. Um. As, as a fan of like, well, I'm looking. I'm still looking forward to next season. I heard some guys, and I'll talk more about this on Mavs, but it is conspiracy season down here. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sweet. You need to record some of it. Yeah. Right? Well, I heard some guys who's like, this one guy at the bar, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch the NFL ever again. I'm only going to watch Saints games. Like, you know that's the NFL, right? <laughs> you know the Saints are part of the NFL, right? You're aware of this, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, that's like... Um, I heard, or I didn't hear it firsthand, but a secondhand person say, uh, when when people uh, kneeled, right? I, maybe I brought this up, yeah, before. Sorry, but when when people kneeled, they burnt the jerseys, or they wanted they were done with the team. But yeah, it, it was a Ravens fan, but like they didn't. Whenever Ray Lewis was maybe in the vicinity and maybe murdered somebody, and and or <laughs> Ray when Lewis Ray Rice like was around a murder, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, Cole cocked the girl. Well, look, I, out by the yeah, I don't look to um, any entertainers as my moral compass, um, and no one should be surprised that some of these guys that are making a ton of money are making Except shitty us. choices. Except us. We're well, yeah, I mean, you. look, we, you know, we bow to no sponsors. We're beating them off with a stick. Mm. We're real. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for those guys. Like I was saying like Mark Ingram, who is just hilarious in post games and like larger than life to see him like holding his head down and loss of words is it's so sad. Um, but anyways, but back to fire super digress. Yeah. Um, super tangent there. Uh, yes. What was that from? Oh, for, uh, civil suits and, and uh, lawsuits. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, it's crazy. It's definitely a wa- worth a watch on um, Netflix. I mean, you're not going to get – I mean, you're not going to get much more than what we talked about, but there is some – like, you get to know the characters. There's characters, and yeah. It, it's worth watching that. And I, I do think that, yes, it was – they they had a lot of access to the people that were a part of that whole team, the people that set it up. But I really think they were duped as well. And I could be totally duped by them yeah. as well. But 
they are also facing enormous pressure. Yeah. Like, like this, what this is like FBI agents were showing up at these people's doors because of this. Yeah. Like, and I feel bad for that. You know, yeah. they were just trying to do their job and like trying to pull off the impossible because this guy sold them on a the notion that they could do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like, and the, the after, after the festival mm-hmm. conference call was, is, <laughs> is fantastic because Ja Rule is sitting there like, <laughs> he's like telling him, is like, we got to suck it up. We, you know, in his voice, he's like, we got to suck it up. He's like, and the people were like, no, we, we committed fraud. Yeah. Like, we did something bad. It's and, over. It's, it's not fraud. It's not fraud. We just promised him something we didn't give him. So, so you mean fraud? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was just, and like no one talked. After, it was like Ugh. a long moment of silence. It was that, that's fantastic. It's worth, worth the price of admission. I, I, yeah. yeah, I need to see that because I'm with, like, I'm with you, Ja Rule. <laughs> Shut up, Ja Rule. Yeah, such a dumbass. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, if you have Hulu. We're checking out the one on Hulu as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, there's some fucking characters. Jeez. Yeah. Um. It's one. You know what? Total hubris. And I'm I'm sure that this is going to come back to bite me with some like insurance scam or something. But I think part of the reason I'm able to just laugh at these people is because I think like I wouldn't fall for that. Yeah. No. It's going to come back to me somehow. I'm going to fall for something. Yeah. Just because some, I'm so sure some, I won't. Yeah, some Nigerian prince is gonna sway you off his feet, off your feet. Oh, he emailed you too. Yeah, he seems nice. Yeah, well, I gave him your number. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Oh, so I, so I, I watched a couple of. So I said last week I was gonna watch six movies. Yes. Uh, and one was True Detective, which is kind of a movie each week. I mean, so it's I, pretty I, long, isn't it? Like an hour long drama. It's it's like hour and each one's like an hour and fifty five, hour and ten, something like that. Wow. So, um, I didn't so know there was that. So I'm long. telling you what, fucking, uh, Mashala, Mash, Mashala, Mashala, Ali. Yeah. He yeah. is fucking fantastic. Oh, he's awesome. And he, him, and Stephen Dorff, like. Steven Dorff is so good. Like, I, I'm so sorry, Steven, that you've had to <laughs> sorry do Sorry I ever doubted you. Know, you. <laughs> those blue, those blue vape things at the beginning, or, you oh, know, yeah. the last, you know, 10 years ago. Um, But it it is just, it's really good writing, and he is crushing it. He plays like, he plays the same character at three different times, like, whoa, like forty years apart. What? Yeah, it's it's so good. It's um, it's so worth a watch if you guys. Yeah, I gotta watch uh, this show. I, yeah, if you have HBO or has have know somebody that can uh, give you their code, so good. Um, I also watched Solo. Which is weird for me because I should have seen that in the theater. Should have seen it sooner, but it's streaming on Netflix right now. Um, uh, Solo, I'm just going to do real quick, is I loved the 
the way it was shot and the tone it had, but the story blew. It was uh. just kind of shitty. Like the the gritty and dirty style that it was shot. There was a great train scene at the beginning, um, but the characters and the story just kind of fell flat for me. So mm-hmm. um, I'm good with that. Um, I watched Halloween now. The yes. last Halloween. Yes. And I uh, actually re-listened to your review of it a couple weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I will concur. All right. The problem with Halloween is mm-hmm. this, is that it's been forced down our throats for so long. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten so many, you know, sequels, reboots, reduxes, whatever, it is, you know, whatever they're doing. Right. Like, it's, it's a really uh, it's numbed me to you know I know this character so I'm kind of like it doesn't really surprise me whenever he shows up right. but at even then it was still pulled off really well um, you said that the uh, the shape mm-hmm. was was a lot more effective and he was because yeah. he there was some implied deaths. There was some brutal stuff, uh, especially, especially when the lady's looking through her front, or like her front bay window, oh, and yeah. she, she just like right through the neck, mm-hmm. like that was brutal. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, um, but the whole, the whole, uh, the ladies, uh, the Stroud ladies, yes, the Stroud women, um, all teaming up together was pretty great. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't want to ruin it, but I guess this is the podcast for ruining, right? Yeah, I mean, we all we know at least a third of our audience has seen it. Yeah, because it's on so, Tomato Flix. Yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, um, and oh, ooh, that was an happy one. Um, so at the end, whenever they trap Michael. Mm-hmm. Was that all set up? Like, was that like her daughter? Like, was it a situation where they were like, "We know this is going to happen. Let's just play it, play it close to the best, play it close to the best." And when he does show up, we're going to trap him. Or I, was it a little bit of you know what I mean? I, was it like the long con? I feel like it might have been just because Judy Greer's character grew up in that house, and they said the the. Uh, what is it? It's not a cell. It's a trap. Yeah. Well, th- th- but but right at that moment, right whenever the the bars go across, yeah, like she snaps, like she goes from the doubting, like kind of whimpering lady to the like the strong, like this is what we do, this is how yeah. we roll, yeah, type thing. And and I didn't know if that was like intentional or I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really think about it until you brought it up, but. Um, I mean, there, there's at least something implied that she knows how the house works because it's, it's not a cell. It's a trap. I, I forget yeah. what it was. I don't think it was cell or not. a jail. No, it's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a basement. It's a cell or whatever yeah, it is. I don't know. But I love that. There's like that final shot of Michael as all the fire just comes up and swallows him. Yeah, like he almost felt swallowed bad for him. into hell. Like a tinge. 
I mean, it is like the the slasher movie is kind of like the greatest characters in the movies are Freddy and Jason and Michael and mm-hmm. like they're I mean they're not necessarily the characters you root for, mm. but like it is they're iconic. And you're yeah. like you're watching an icon get like swallowed into hell almost. Yeah, yeah. But you never see him die. That's so. true. Um, the only thing I didn't like and that I thought I would like is mm-hmm. the two people at the beginning. Yeah. Because that was all exposition. Yeah, they felt just like a means to an end. Yeah, it was just and, – and it was effective whenever they did meet their end. Yeah. Uh, because the dropping the the teeth on the oh, floor so gross was fucking brutal. Awesome. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah, like just like yeah. sprinkling molars. Ugh, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine being in that stall? <laughs> but yeah, they were just pretty much there to tell you the story of it because yeah. they, you know. Um, but yeah, the um. Uh, yeah, you're the new Loomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought like, that was pretty. Yeah. Just a just a nice little wink and a nod. Yeah. Uh didn't like didn't like his turn. Didn't like that. I thought that was weak. That was weird, yeah. I agree, I'll agree with that for sure. When he like pops up wearing the mask, like he just I guess was obsessed with like he sees some like otherworldly power in Michael, maybe. I, I guess, man. But like those people that are that unhinged. Don't get to that point. They don't life. hide it that well. I don't. No, think. and they don't live that long either, right? You know, like, <laughs> like he, yeah. I made it sixty-five years without going crazy, just yeah. waiting for and, my opportunity to put on a Spock mask that's been spray yeah. painted white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just weird. Like if I if I would do that now, well, you know Kirk, what though? Captain Kirk, I, I mean, think. Uh, I actually know. And I, they won't listen. I know a plumber. He's probably 50, close to 50 years old. His parents, his mom went after his dad uh-huh. and almost killed him, like with a knife. Nice. So, like, they're, they got to be sev- in their 70s, right? Wait, so this happened recently? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, just. Oh, man. Yeah. That's and a bit like nuts. yeah, so she's in jail, nice. and he's recovering uh-huh. because, like, maybe it was like one that one last straw, like the straw. Yeah, you know, leaving the um, toilet seat up one last time. I guess you can snap at seventy, but it's not very effective. Yeah, you can, but I feel like he's. I feel like it, this was something he was waiting for. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, fe- I feel like, like you can't hold in your crazy that long. Well, and he's just like waiting for him to be transferred. Yeah, I'm six decades maybe in. I'm gonna lose ride. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I in um, I think I mentioned. Yeah, I, well, I don't think I know. I mentioned. I said when I watched the trailer, it felt the the righteous sequel to yeah. the original Halloween, and yes. it did feel like that. And yep. it was, it it does feel. Like, there didn't need to be all of the other ones. No. All the other ones were just building up the myth. and But I love I love the fact they never really showed his face. Yeah. 
and that was pretty good. He never talked. He never did anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was yeah, pretty good. Yes, pretty good. Yeah, I am a fan of this movie. This is definitely gonna um, pop into my rotation now for uh, for the October Halloween seasons to come. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, how funny was the little kid she was babysitting? Vicky was babysitting. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he was a nice little. It was. Uh, it was great. He was a nice little uh, comedic relief. Yeah. And and they were, that was a great back and forth. I just didn't understand it though. Like I didn't understand the. I mean, I got it. I mean, that's what you do. But why mm-hmm. did he go after her? I don't know. Because just because she was babysitting, yeah. Because or, you know what, it was because he saw that the parents were leaving, and maybe that's why. Maybe, yeah. <sighs> Michael Myers does uh, just doing Michael. He's just doing yeah. him, bro. I bet you, like, ha- yeah, you're right when you said that, like half half the murders were yeah. implied. Some were brutal, and some were yeah. It was pretty uh. good job. What was the flashlight? The flashlight in the head. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some uh, some good stuff in there. Okie dokie. You know what though? Um, I did want to touch on real quick in the sense of bringing up the like actual. Um, it felt uh, when he reaches through the windows at at Lori's house and starts like pulling her against the door. That felt like super. Um, that was like uncomfortable to watch, um, and it's weird. Maybe it's because she is the main character, and you know, like she's not supposed to die, right? Um, but it, but it did just feel like I was watching it. and I was like, oh my god, he's beating the shit out of her. Um, but then when he's murdering people, I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. But then when it's happening to Lori, I'm like, no, you can't do that. It's one of those things where like, you know, if, if they kill somebody, you're like, eh. yeah. if they kill a dog, you're like, fuck you. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh. Interesting. Well, that, yeah. that's one thing like I was kind of, I was always wondering cause I was like, uh, I was, I was, I actually assumed the Lori was going to die. Like I, I just yeah, had that in my mind. Like I knew like the daughter was going to make it. And I was pretty sure the well, no, I was, the granddaughter was for sure going to make it. Yeah, and the daughter was probably going to make it. But the uh, uh, the age difference in the in uh, uh, what was her name? Not Pam Greer, but um, Judy, Greer Judy Greer and her yeah. husband. Right, he looked Did old. As, a, yeah, that was weird. Like he felt like fifty. It felt like she he felt like could have. Felt like he could have been dating Lori. Yes. Like that wouldn't have been a stretch. Like a guy. No, not like, at all. I guess he's kind of in between. Maybe he's playing both sides. No. Yeah. Well, maybe he was. Maybe that's why he had to go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he played the uh, beeper king in an episode of Seinfeld. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he is to me <laughs> that's all he'll ever be <laughs> poor guy yeah he's worked his he's whole the whiz life. he really has like worked all his life to be in a and he's just a beeper king to you yeah well he's the whiz and nobody beats him so 
he's already played his best role, a role where he can't lose. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but yes, anyways, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, definitely, I I felt like it was a great uh, for fans of the series. It was a great uh, payoff. It was like a great injustice was righted. Yeah. And inevitably, five years from now, there'll be another one. Yeah. Well, if those guys are at the helm, I'm, I'm at least uh, confident that it'll be better than other Halloween sequels. Well, that's a, that's a weird thing. I was thinking of like I was thinking of H two O. I was like, well, that was a couple years ago. No, we're at H four O right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's stupid. God, I'm getting old. Uh, You're keeping me up. Yeah, I'm trying. We're all <laughs> the beer's not helping any of us, but no. we're having fun. Uh, yeah. So I think that, um, I know that wraps it up for movies I watched this week. Does that do it for you? Yepers. All right. So, well, let's just get this out of the way real quick. Next week, uh, you and I are gonna double team Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah, yeah. The choose your own adventure movie. Yeah. Very interested in this. Um, yes. So I'm excited about that. Um, but we don't have any streaming recommendations for listeners. We're going to turn the tables a little bit this week. Yeah. Yeah, because we're mad at you. Yeah. Hurt. Or at least I am. I'm hurt. Hurt. Very, very hurt. We, we put out these movies every week. And we, yes. We want a little bit of feedback. And if they're not the kind of movies you like or no, I'm not even going to make it like um, upset or mad. Like do better, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is this is a free service. The least yeah. you could do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not even that mad. I'm just I just want to. Uh, uh, hey, is are the recommendations? Yeah. I'd, this, I'd, this is your job this week. Not to watch a movie, but actually let us know. Are the recommendations helping? Are they worthwhile watches right. or are you taking them to the heart? Because if not, we'll stop. Yeah. Well, the one thing, I mean, since we're on the subject now, I guess the one thing that I could say about that is I know that, like, I've recommended movies like Heat, Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. Like, these are not necessarily off the beaten path movies. Mm. Um, they're just movies that are readily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're always streaming. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you you and I, we've seen a lot of movies. Um, if people would want stuff that's off the beaten path. We'll do that, too. We can do that, yeah. Uh, but just, I guess, let us know. Like, is it is it worth, uh, worth us going to these painstaking lengths of scouring the internet? Yes. For movies to recommend. But we'll probably end up going back to it. But, yeah, yeah, we'll probably oh, do it next week. <laughs> I but here's the thing. I did recommend yeah. movies. Okay. So I, I just, I'll do this real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. To, no, you're right. Um, uh, so my niece, she's 17? Mm-hmm. 17. 17. 17? Yes, 17. Uh, <laughs> she is a, she's kind of a nerd. She, she enjoys the pop culture stuff. She, like, she's not into the sports at all. She wants nerd. to. Uh, she acts in a bunch of plays and stuff, and nice. uh, I get her. I she's the one I took to Aquaman. She loves like the comic book movie and stuff. And we're actually going to go see uh, Glass this week because she watched Unbroken. I gave her Unbroken a couple 
like two weeks ago and she watched it and i was like as soon as you watch that we'll go see glass so uh-huh. we're gonna go watch that this weekend she watched split oh yeah she did watch Split. nice uh she watched split before she watched uh unbroken but she really loved unbroken uh uh is it unbroken unbreakable unbreakable yeah. unbreakable sorry unbroken is a movie though right yeah it is i'm sorry yeah that's the the yeah that's a different story altogether but so i have a uh oh yes my... it is <laughs> i just looked it up very different <laughs> yes uh it's actually a really good great book like a fascinating like that dude like he would not get fooled by the fire festival um <laughs> nice uh, but I have a box of DVDs down here. It's like I went through a phase of just going to Best Buy or oh, yeah. to uh, BJ's, and you could buy movies for four, five, six bucks if you found them at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, and I had a pretty decent library. I had probably 250 movies, and then I whittled them down to probably 100 mm-hmm. or so. Of the movies that I, you know, I I didn't want to get rid of because I knew that I would probably go back and look at. Yeah. Uh, but so we looked through them last night, and I gave her a list of movies. And I want I want you to uh, rate this. And granted, this is I was buying these between the ages of like twenty two to twenty nine, probably. Mm-hmm. So like a seven year period of, you know, dude, dude buying movies. So. <laughs> All right. Not, Hold I on. gave him specifically in this order. Okay. Um, the the first movie I gave her was Memento. All right. Just for a kind of, you know, different aspect, look at a movie different way. Second movie I gave her was Airplane. Nice. For good, you know, where where my uh, comedic, not my, my comedic, no, my sense of humor, not sen- my sense of humor. Your sensibilities. I, my... <laughs> What what I find funny, Not, yeah, and then it was seven. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to like alternate like fun and <laughs> fun and light and dark light dark. Fun and, and yeah. good luck with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Goodfellas after that. <sighs> nice talk about and fun. Then, yes, and then Sin City. Nice. I bet Usually. she'll love that if she if she likes comic book movies. Right? Oh no, she's gonna yeah. yeah I, th- I hope she loves that. that uh, Usual Suspects is next. Nice. Then Big Lebowski. <sighs> and then once you get out of that thing, then I gave her Raging Bull. Nice. And Raging Bull. There you go. And then Total Recall. The Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would expect nothing else, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Reservoir Dogs. Then Fight Club. I can go for some Reservoir Dogs right now. I haven't yeah. seen that in a couple of years. I think it's time. Uh, yes, Fight Club. Excellent. And then uh, American History X for a little social commentary. Yeah. For uh, for something shockingly fresh and relevant. And then the last one I did, uh-huh. uh, her, the very last one, was Bruce Campbell versus the Army Dark. Oh. Oh, I am openly not a fan of any Evil Dead movie other than the first one, but I understand. I understand, but <laughs> but I'm in the minority of people who like those type of movies. But I think that's a it's not very eclectic because I mean there, are, but it's there's no like period pieces. There's no like real deep like 
Um, but there's also some really great move, movie making there. Like, oh yeah. And like, I want her to like, like I told her, I said, get back, like, tell me what you think. Just in a little, you know, couple, two sentence review and tell me yeah. what you think. And I'd be anxious. I'm anxious to see what she says on, uh, those. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, for, I would say outside of like Goodfellas and Reservoir Dogs, like it's nice. Like you, you picked out some a memento too, um, some really good move Fight Club as well. Um, some really good movies that don't. Um, I don't know. They're not. They're not frequently talked about anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is nice because there's still. You know, uh, obviously, there's those movies that just stand the test of time on their own merit, and then there's those movies that, um, word of mouth, cult classic, and or you know, just deserve to still be talked about. But you know, um, yeah, they, well, they need th- people to pass the torch. I I actually think I think um, Sin City might be the only one in the 2000s. So. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, so hopefully there's a little bit. Uh, yeah, nice. but I uh, the only th- in it's not like I'm gonna expose. Like I don't want to expose my uh, yeah to my niece. Yeah, that's a good plan. Uh, I, it's not like I need <laughs> keep, to like keep going down that path. I think yeah. you're doing good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not like I need to uh, like let her know my movie knowledge or anything like that. It's just yeah. like I just want her to get an idea of what I like. You know what I think is good movie making. Yeah, and you know, and I've seen, and I my, you know, my mind's has changed a lot mm-hmm. in the last couple years too. Even last hell probably last year as far as what I like and don't like about movies. So, yeah, of course. But, uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I don't know. Not, uh, not a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so those, those are some good, recommendations um but yeah we want to hear from you people the people the people the people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or even ex- you know and you know uh we have gotten some recommendations yes before yeah so we're not asking for those so keep it to yourself <laughs> save it um uh, but <sighs> Uh, we are glad you listen. We yeah. just want to know if it's helping you at all. Yeah, we do appreciate it. But, you know, we want to know. Like you said, uh, mm-hmm. are we just uh, talking out into the ether or are you guys watching Heat and Pan's Labyrinth over and over again at our Pan- recommendation? Pan's Labby. P-Labs. Uh, yeah. So, um, why don't we... Uh, well, uh, just to reiterate, next week we're talking about Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So if you want to watch along with us, choose your own adventure, we'll be doing it next week. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think 
I think we both were fans of uh, the format we used last week for kind of a free-form discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we're going to, I guess, try that again? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of did a list, but I don't think we have to, like, stay to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I don't think, I mean, just kind of more free-formed instead of, all right, my number five, mm-hmm. my number four. My number three. Oh, that's but there, my number two. Yeah, but there's definitely some movies I want to come up with. Because, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we, we distilled it a little bit to uh, unlikely team-ups, like people that – and I guess it's kind of like – I like it better than, like, odd couples. Yeah. But it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. Sure. I mean, um, it, to me, the, um, the word team-up implies, like, a common goal. Right. Um, but I mean, I guess you wouldn't really have a movie if you didn't have um, what is it called? Uh, objective? I don't know. Yeah, I'm losing my words. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the team aspect is kind of what I tried to play off of um, for for things I was thinking about. Yeah, and uh, uh, and of course, I mean, it does fall into Odd Couple. Um, one of if I, I kickstart it here for you. Um, uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Tim Allen in a little animated movie called Toy Story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that uh, when I was looking through some of the list on the uh, internet. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones that came up, and I was like, obviously, yes. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's um, and they played it off so well too because it was just like just uh, too. You know, and and actually, Tom Hanks is the bad guy, like for the first part of that movie. You know, yeah. I mean, he he's the one that displays the uh, the unsavory characteristics. And yes. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, his jealousy does ultimately lead to him trying to dispose of Buzz. Yeah. So yeah, against type. Yeah. Against type. But he um, won't smoke on no, film. No. Um. That's true. Well, I haven't seen Smoke, and mm-hmm. like he played Ben Bradley, like I said on in the post. Yeah, and <laughs> Ben Bradley did not like, touch a cigarette once. Yeah, yeah. huh? Uh, uh, which is weird, but yeah, yes. no, yeah, that that's absolutely. a really good one. Um, yeah, w- the one the one that I came up with last week, kind of off the top of my head, was Mad Max Fury Road with uh, Furiosa and yeah. Mad Max, right? Yeah, and um, which was you know a great. And, you know, eventually they learn to love each other, or, you know, whatever, you know, and um, which is in in a movie that came out like right at the same time. Hateful Eight was kind of the same thing where, like, you had um, uh, 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 the major and he had Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Walter Coogan's right. Walter, Walter Goggins, Coogan's or Goggins. I don't know. Some Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. G-O-G-G, uh, I think. Yes. Uh, but those two teaming up yeah. to take take on the Dallahall gang or the Dallahall gang, yeah. uh, which is fun. Uh, and some great back and forth. And, you know, you always get great banter. Yeah, between. great Tarantino banter. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, – yeah, Hateful Eight. I, the more – like I've seen it now like three times, I think. Oh, wow. 
and the more I watch it, the better I I like it. It's it's I, it's yeah. absolutely rewatchable because the dialogue's fucking amazing. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. Um, I think maybe it's on the lower half of the Tarantino spectrum, but um, you know, the worst Tarantino is better than a lot of people's best. So oh, for sure. Yep, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. I I was so um like when it, when I went to the theater to see that movie I don't know what it I was just I was ready for it like it was the right it was what I wanted at the right time and I just I remember being in the theater just watching it just loving it uh I had a different experience watching that I watched I went cuz like I've taken my wife to the last like five Tarantino movies I think yes in the theater and um that one at the end where they're hanging her uh-huh like it was just so it was very visceral very brutal and I was like I was at the point where I was like I, I felt like I needed to apologize to my wife because it, <laughs> it was it was that <laughs> sorry uh, this is very aggressive <laughs> yes very aggressive uh, but looking back, I feel bad for her, but I don't feel bad that I've watched it. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, one that I actually, uh, I actually have two that we talked about recently. Um, and they fit, to be honest, like, especially with just giving that preamble about, um, the, the emphasis on team up. Um, these are more of the odd couple, uh, but they one of them has they share a clear objective and then the other one is uh they're kind of at resistance with each other but we talked about recently with uh john hughes planes trains and automobiles and first yeah. Bueller's day off yeah yeah i mean it's that's perfect i mean yeah. they have the same objective but uh different ways they want to get there mm-hmm. and uh and then uh you know cameron wants to return the car and ferris wants to live life to the fullest and um I don't. I I think that um, yeah. The at the end of the day, they they uh, they're both good for each other, um, mm-hmm. which is part of part of being a, a good team up is uh, like going back to Woody and Buzz is the the um, like uh, what is it Buzz Lightyear doesn't believe that he's a toy. Um, mm. And when he finds out that he is, there's a really, you know, s- somber Randy Newman song while he's <laughs> laying <laughs> while he's laying on the ground with a broken arm. Um, and uh, in spite of, you know, his his kind of reality being shattered, um, they're able to work together and, and better each other and pick each other up. Um, and Ferris Bueller's day off, you don't really see that until the very end. Um, but that's essential to, to good, uh, a good duo is people that can play off each other and ultimately enhance each other. Yeah. It's just like, uh, kind of like me and you, like you're the stay at home kind of weird nerd. Yeah. And I'm like the, the rakish or very good looking, Mm -hmm. like, uh, outgoing, uh, older gent. Yeah. I I like to stay at home and, uh, play Nintendo and not get in yeah. fights at movie theaters yeah. um not that that's something you do <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah you know you got to play off each other and and uh 
find what works for you and, and enhance right. each other. Um, uh, going back a little bit, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite movies, and like uh, the more, like I really want to go back and watch this because uh, Forty Eight Hours with Nick oh, Nolte nice. and uh, 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 Eddie Murphy, because I think this was his Eddie Murphy's first movie coming off maybe Raw. Um, you know, he was this huge stand-up comedian. He was, you know, this huge Saturday Night Live uh, mm-hmm. star. And they throw him in this movie with Nick Nolte, and it fucking works. I mean, it is good. And it, like, it probably started kind of the buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. uh, even though they weren't really buddy cops. You know, one was a, a convict. I mean, Nick Nolte won't let you forget it. Yeah. Con- convict. <laughs> um the whole time and uh it's just like those two like trying to get like um uh eddie murphy's character wants to go get his money Mm -hmm. and nick nolte's character wants to get the people that want to get eddie murphy's money um yeah just a uh fun fun movie and like pretty racist yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't doubt uh, that. I it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh but it's fine. I mean, it, I'm good with it, it because it 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 reflects the character and like, you know, it goes back to the um, you know, the cop that doesn't really care what the captain yells at him when he comes into the precinct. It's like, oh, "You yeah. caused $50,000 worth of damage." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got our guy, didn't we? Yeah. I get results. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. I don't know. Uh, buddy cop well, that, comedy. Well, that in like that is the spiritual like prequel to Lethal Weapon. I mean that definitely and that's, like, and that is the other one. Like you know, Murtaugh, he's just he's too old for the shit. Wants to retire. Yeah. And Riggs is the Riggs. Riggs. The young the young spry Aussie. Yeah, that has uh, yeah. <laughs> leaves strange voicemails. Kooky voicemails. The young the young spry Aussie? Yeah. Well, yeah. Where is he? I don't even know. Where is he from? No, yeah, I know, but like you can't quite tell? No, I can't I'm not even sure when I say it now. Like yeah. uh, not sure. He's definitely Aussie. Good day. Um, yeah, but like that, you know, that buddy cop, like in that, you could say it for all of them, like, uh, bad boys. Oh yeah. Mike Lowry. <laughs> um, man in black. Yeah. It's a buddy, sure. buddy alien cop movie. Yeah. Really a microcosm of what the American experience is being boiled down to. Um, but yeah, you have like the grizzled veteran and the young, uh, spry Aussie again. Yeah, in, in Will Smith. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack. I, I am actually really excited for the new uh, Men in Black. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you get uh, what's her name, Tessa, what, Tessa Thompson, and mm-hmm. uh, Thor together again because they work really well off each other in uh, Ragnarok, right? Yes, yeah. Like really well off each other, and I think that's going to be fun to watch them play together. Yeah, and uh, F. Gary Gray is. Uh, directing it and he's uh done some good stuff in the past yeah yeah i um 
I feel like I've seen a teaser. I haven't seen like a full on trailer for it, but I I just uh, I like it. And I think the first it's been a while since I've seen the the first Men in Black. I don't know honestly how well it's aged, but man, that was a that was a fun movie back in the DAY day. Yeah, I mean I'm all in for all those movies because like it's, I mean that first one had it it had a just. You, you just had a smile on your face the whole time. Even the second one was fine. I mean, it was yeah. great. The third one was for me because there was time travel. I'm a sucker for the time travel, so I'm in yeah. there. And uh, uh, what's his name? Um, um, God damn it. Why do I always forget his name? Thanos. Ah, yeah, that's right. Thanos. Brolin. Yes. Um, he was great as Agent K. Mm-hmm. He pulled off all his mannerisms and stuff, and like it wasn't a great movie, but I'm a sucker for those movies. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for Will Smith, like with a big smile on his face. Yeah, look, I mean, I know Doritos aren't good for you, but I could still knock down a bag every now and again. That's right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, that makes sense, right? Um, I don't know if I've seen the third one. Uh. I would honestly go out on the limb. I'm looking at it now. I'm more confident saying I haven't seen it than saying I might have. Uh, MIB3. Yeah. This is 2012. It's more recent than I thought. Yes. Shit. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have to try and track this down. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, I mean, it's not great. It's not as good as the first one. Yeah. First one was great. Yeah. Sugar water. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, one of his many great roles. Uh, yeah, I might have to check that out. Shit. Um, another one that I came across in my research that I think is, uh, I think you'll agree, uh, Doc Emmett Brown and uh, Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. the heck is this uh, old, crazy, loony scientist Pedophile. hanging out with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, why is this crazy, loony scientist hanging out with this pedophile? Um, no. Um, <laughs> something's going on. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand uh, Doc Brown is not well liked by the community, but he's still clearly a genius. The guy figured out time travel. <laughs> He's hanging out with like a high school delinquent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a weird. It's a weird community. Yeah, you know where all the uh, everyone kowtows to the the bully of the neighborhood, and uh, and they don't like anybody that ha- advances science. Yeah, yeah. I, and we're like, had Michael J. Fox been in my high school? Yeah, definitely not the coolest kid in there. No, no, but like, ner- what a nerd! Like, hanging out with uh, scientists, playing guitar, and skateboarding on the back of cars—total loser! Yeah. Total loser! I'm telling you what, right now, I, I think. Huey Lewis in the news top, is amazing. Top three best cold opens in movie history. Um, 
So the opening is the ticking of the clocks and the uh, and the news like turning on the it. amps. No, you don't see any faces. Yeah, you know, you see like the the skateboard um, hits the plutonium. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, like everything. Clever. Like you see everything. It's probably like it feels like five minutes, but it might be only two. But yeah. like you see the um, uh, the dog food getting put in. You know, like the <laughs> yeah. uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg. Goldberg thing um setting up the dog food it's uh it is solid. I I dare you to go watch that cold open and not love it like fall in love with it oh it's fantastic again. yeah yeah I do want to watch it again though though yeah uh <laughs> nice um, <clears throat> um one one that I like I love and I don't know how it holds up but and I, I, I think you'd like it. But uh, a great team up is uh, Levon. What is it? Cleavon Little and uh, Gene Wilder in Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah, yeah. Gene Wilder's got a couple solid team ups with uh, Richard Pryor, Stir Crazy, yeah. um, Silver Streak. Yeah. Uh, uh, see no evil, hear no evil. <laughs> Uh, uh, but Blazing Saddles, Blazing, like, yeah. I grew up on that movie. And that's one of those movies that probably couldn't be made now. But like, I was it just was... going to say, like, there's so many things that people are like, oh, you couldn't make this today. And you could probably make, like, an adjustment here or there, and you could make it happen. You know what? This one, you no, probably, you no way. You probably could make that movie now because it know. wasn't like it was – it was making fun of racism. It really was. Yeah, but the – the climate today is so different than like it's not about making fun of racism. It's like whoa, whoa! Don't you you you're white? You can't mention American Indians. Like no, that's that's like everything has just become super taboo. It's like you, know, you don't get to talk about that. Um, I guess. And I mean I that's just... not that's not the public at large either. It's a it's All a vocal right. minority. Um. But everyone is everyone who is uh, funding these things is so afraid of controversy. Yeah. Um, that I would say that a lot. Of, I you just it doesn't matter that it's making fun of racism. Yeah. But it was the the way they interacted together. It was so great, yeah. and the way they. Like uh, Cleavon Little's his just his attitude towards his like nonchalant, um, like laid back style in that whole movie was so great. And then Gene Wilder was just a nice little added touch to it. And them them teaming up and uh, the way they met, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what what was it? Uh, steadiest hand in the West. But this is the one I shoot with. <laughs> oh, and the old lady coming. Yeah. To with the pie. Old ladies baking pies. My favorite subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that is as close. That's close to the uh, uh, the Pornhub guy. <laughs> yeah. That's really close to Ryan that, right? And Creamer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. You come here for this? I'll give you a little something different. Yeah. (laughs) Me disinfecting the casting couch. (laughs) And wiping down a couch. Uh, (laughs) I, your stepbrother, refuse your advances, but am flattered (laughs) nonetheless. That is so funny. <laughs> and so true. Yeah, the fact that he... Not like, that I know. Yeah. Heard. No, I've heard things. Um, and from what people tell me, yeah, sure, that's a thing. Uh, anyways, the fact that someone like took the time to do that and uploaded it and maintained it, like they've made at least 14 videos, I think. And you know that Pornhub, hopefully they've seen it and been like, well, they probably have it because they they get yeah they probably, probably get so uh, many submissions thousands a day. Yeah. But like I I I wish that like, there's some underling there that it, like hates his job because he like actually or she probably hates porn so bad she's like you know she comes from a background that's very you know and she just looks at that and, like she just gets one little smile one once a day. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Creamer. Because that's that's her job to upload that that link. The girl who makes the banners for the holidays. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, Blazing Saddles is awesome. Um, But going back to what we were talking about earlier, I feel like that's another one that we're like, yeah, hey, uh, streaming recommendation, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, you ever ever heard of it? Um, I think my favorite though in all the research I did. Okay. My favorite. I'm really uh the professional. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Uh Leon the Professional Leon. and it's it it is kind of like that odd couple or whatever, but it is like they're it's a common goal. Uh, fish out of water. There's like so many tropes you could probably throw into this, into that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's such a great movie. Uh, what's his name? Luke. Um, uh, Luke. Uh, fuck. Jean. Maybe it's maybe it's Rene or maybe it's Jean. Yeah, Jean Rene. Yeah. Um, but who's Luke Besson? He directed uh, Fifth uh, Element, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and, he did uh, Leon the Professional, um, but he's done other stuff like recently, hasn't he? Yeah, he did that. Um, uh, the uh, oh uh, yeah 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 the uh, uh, with Valerian a pl- thousand yeah planets city of like a thousand that. planets, but which I really liked. I thought it was pretty good. That's that's a pretty sweet title too, actually. City yeah. of a thousand planets. I don't know. It's not not a bad flick, uh, but yeah that. That movie for me, like, it, it it almost feels like it it has that creepy vibe to it, but like, it's it's pulled off so well that like you know that he would never yeah. ever he would never even think about it, but he does love that like like a child or like a you know, um, and it's just but he has a distorted sense of reality and mm-hmm. he kills people, yeah, you know. Kid stuff. Stuff kids should be around for. Yeah. Um, this is yeah. uh, kind of moving away from the, the fun or funny, but uh, 
Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Clarice yeah. Starling yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannibal yeah. Lecter. Teaming up to do that do that thing. <laughs> that thing. Get that uh that Buffalo Bill guy. Bad guy. Yeah. She a great big fat. <laughs> oh word. Uh there's, there's gotta be some other good ones that I haven't thought of yet. I'm I'm sure there's tons. But uh one I was watching tonight, right before you called, uh Sicario. Um, where she get kind of gets pulled in mm-hmm. um against her will to help out uh Thanos to take out the Mexican cartel. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> just snap what? of a finger and he's uh wipes out the cartel. Yeah. Just Um but yeah. Yes. Um I don't know. I I feel like what is going on over there? I keep kicking over <laughs> all the bottles. Oh my god. Um yeah, I feel like that's uh that's uh those are some solid examples. I um one of one of the things that I I love doing about this but also I feel like uh well, I don't know. Um, I love doing about it is we, we talk about all these movies, um, and like it jogs my memory for all these things. And I, I think in my mind, like realistically, like, Oh, I'm going to go back and watch that. And I'm like committing like every night that we do this, I'm committing an extra 10 hours of Hmm. life. A week. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Hmm, I should watch this. I should find Men in Black 3. Oh, I haven't seen Toy Story in a while. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind watching Blazing Saddles again. We, uh, I should watch uh, Sons of Lambs right now. Yeah. Yeah. So many. So just at least I would say a week, 10 hours worth of, ooh, I should watch that. I should yeah. watch that. I should watch that. Uh, I'll, I'll watch two movies next week. Yeah. Well, we'll watch uh, maybe a big one. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Bandersnatch. Yeah. I wonder, I'm anxious to see how it works. So. I, yeah. I am with you on that. Um, but I definitely will watch Glass next week. Um, nice. The, uh, with my niece. I'm also going to try to watch Silence. I think that's streaming on Amazon. I believe so, yes. Uh, uh, Scorsese's last, uh, his, 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 yeah, his last movie made. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to, uh, Irishman, yeah, which is coming up soon. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shot Caller is still on the list. Roma's still on the list, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna watch. Definitely watch the next episode of uh, True Detective. So. Hey, 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 hey! That's on my list. Um, do you have a trope ready? A trope ready. Let me pop it in. <laughs> hmm. uh, damn it! Troop. Whoops. Uh, Is the trope hat shaking? <laughs> Son of a bitch. We'll, we'll just have to cut this all in post. 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 Yep. They'll um, never hear this. Yeah, this will never make it uh, to air. But yeah, the uh, the trope hat is a shaking. <laughs> I like it already. Safe word. <laughs> Safe word? Safe word, yeah. (laughs) 
What what are some examples? Uh, sometimes a word that really means no is needed, but the actual word no isn't available for one reason or another. <laughs> a safe word can be aimed at the person who interacts with you. Um, examples. What the hell? Anime <laughs> examples in anime and manga. No, that's <laughs> no, thank you. Film. Uh, Euro trip. I've combination of confusing and harder. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, hot rod. Rod chooses the word whiskey for his safe word when practicing for the big stunt at the end of the film. But can't say. Unfortunately, not only can he not pronounce the word correctly, but his crew is unable to help him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. All right. Next week, already done. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, oh, this one's kind of funny. Elite mooks. Elite mooks. Oh, like um, guys that only. Oh, you know, that makes sense. Like guys that only have, like you figure are, oh, you, like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, some what's his name sleeps with the fishes. Um, Luca Brasi. Luca Brasi, right? So like elite, like he has a one special talent, like one. Um, I would say maybe a movie like um, is that what they're talking about? Like, um, um, well, they say when enemies are too easily taken down by the heroes, there's a need to increase the challenge. The easiest way is to upgrade the mooks into elite mooks. Oh, um, okay, they may come with better weapons, additional skills, or various powers. Right, like a guy, like like so, like yeah, because like, you're talking about like a street level thug versus yeah, like um. Well, you think about like when a guy goes, um, like the good guy goes in and he's fighting all the henchmen, right? Uh-huh. But he comes across the guy that has like the crazy um, martial arts skills. Like, why wouldn't he be right. in a circus or doing yeah. M- MMA or doing something other than being a low level? Yeah, other, other than being like a, a, a henchman, right? <laughs> Uh, I can oh I I can think of a like uh, Hotel Artemis has sure. some of that like I one of the most that. recent ones or you know like a movie like John Wick or uh, or you know what like a movie like Lethal Weapon you know um it, like low level guides like guys that are just kind of scraping by but have this like has spent their whole lives training for one thing yeah. Yeah, they, for their their five minutes of screen time, spent their whole life training. Yeah, or like the guy right. in '89 uh, Batman, who like yeah, knows yeah, all yeah. the kung fu moves and then just gets punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, the guy in um, uh, oh, we're doing an episode already. But yeah, the right. guy in uh, uh any or uh, Res Lost Ark, the guy with the the scimitar. Yeah, he starts swinging it around all of a sudden, and then Indiana Jones just shoots him. That was on uh, TV. Monday night in the bar and I put it on like we have six TVs. I put it on three of them. Nice. Just, just so that I could be watching it while I'm, while I'm working. Very good. Um, actually while yeah. everyone comes in and says, uh, I don't want to talk about the game and then proceeds to talk about the game. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about it, but here I go. Yeah. Okay. Um, still looking Suspiria. 
I almost rented the new Suspiria the other day. Uh, and then it said, like, coming to Amazon Prime soon. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep yeah. an eye on that. Um, it's also, like, almost three hours long. So, <sighs> you guys, all everyone who listens to this knows how I feel about long movies. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so uh, next week we'll uh, be talking elite mooks. Elite mooks. I yeah. think we can find a lot of stuff. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, hit us up. Uh at gmail dot com. Uh, Twitter at Brewinviewpod and uh, on, on Untapped Brewinviewpod. Um, yeah. Until next week. Um, what will we talk about tonight? Uh, team ups. Yes. If you think you and I are bad together, mm-hmm. what if it was Jim and Matt together? Wait, what? Yeah! <laughs> I ain't mad. I don't want to sound mad. I feel marvelous. Deep block, double R. Fucking faggot. You gon' handle this like grown men. You won't win. You don't even feel comfortable in your own skin. I wrap my ass off. I'm fighting a champ with the glass jaw at the garden of Nassau. Uh-huh. See me, couple hood niggas behind stars. I heard you put a couple good niggas behind bars. Pray. I might never sell that much. But you could bet your last two quarters. I never tell that much. Uh-huh. Pitch a kiss, not come out swinging. It's like going to see 50 at a show and he don't come out singing. Come yeah, you got a felony, but you ain't a predicate. Uh-uh. Never the king of New York. You live in Connecticut. You don't be in the hood. You be in the woods fucking with me so we really gonna be for good i hold a four five myself and hop out the range on one four five myself this is a true fact since when has it become cool to get shot and not shoot back track master shelf uh, brave hearts helped you uh, and everybody felt you uh-huh. now i gotta melt you and don't try to pull rank on kiss because the niggas i'm a sinner do it ain't gonna miss be laid up stiff i spit straight up piff i did real songs with big no made up shits and i don't got a problem with clout you ain't get shot again yet so what's your second album about no your rap's a preschool you made a lot of money now be cool for i swell up your lips like seafood mm. now get a mic check you don't stand a chance at the dance with me dog your steps ain't right yet uh-uh. block is just fine homie the d straight most likely your new cd is a weed plate bunch of love songs 100 percent pure garbage just something to break up buds on you should just sell clothes and sneakers because out of your whole camp your flow's the weakest i'm in the town where the young boys is clapping you running around with the lieutenant and captain <laughs> Here to take a lifetime to see kiss You had to get shot nine times to be rich Rad ass nigga, use an animal Use a motherfucking animal Pig ass nigga, use an animal Use a motherfucking animal Snake ass nigga, use an animal Use a motherfucking animal Matter of fact, you ain't no animal I'ma show these motherfuckers how to handle you